This is Coast and County Radio's Extra Time Podcast in association with Scarborough College and powered by Grundon Graphics. 97.4 FM, through the Vales, across the Moors and along the coast. Extra Time, sporting reviews and opinions from those in the know. So welcome back to a brand new episode of the Coast and County Extra Time podcast with myself, Charlie Hopper. Today, back by popular demand, uh, we have Scarborough Athletic Chairman Trevor Bull, who rejoins me on the podcast as we look back on 2021 as it draws to a close and we look ahead to 2022. So Trevor, it's been a few weeks since we last spoke. Um, How are things? Uh, mixed, I think, would be a, a good, a good expression. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been lots of good things happening. There's been some frustrations, but uh, but we're moving forward into uh, into next year in, 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 in a pretty good place, to be honest. Yeah, and how are things um, progressing on the pitch? I mean, we've we talked and we'll, we'll talk about in a couple of minutes about the games that have been since we last spoke. But a couple of mixed results, some good results, some some poor results. It's been a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it, really? Yeah, I think I think the frustrating thing is we haven't been able to get a uh, get a run going. Um, I think last last night was was frustrating against Buxton. Um, I think we went there not expecting to win, um, but uh, it just just shows the the difference that uh, between us and some of the top teams in this league. They, you know, you know, Buxton fair play to them; they've got more resources at their disposal. Um, and uh, and they were very very organised, very professional, and they probably got half of the team that would fit into a, a national league team very easily. So yeah, so we, it was whilst it was a disappointing result, we sort of understood um, the reasons why, and and, it, and it's not it's not by accident that they're top of our league. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you kind of see that every year, one side or a couple of sides seem to to sort of lead the way. Um, since we last spoke, you, we've obviously had a defeat to Liversidge in the FA Trophy. There was a defeat to Hyde, then back-to-back home wins, which were huge for the club with Lancaster and Nantwich before a strange defeat at home to Atherton. Um, and obviously last night's 5-1 loss um, at Buxton. Um, but as you mentioned there, Trevor, the, the, we talked about that home run that we had in, in November. Um, that was huge for the club. And, you know, those back-to-back home wins was were massive weren't they oh yeah that, that, that gave it that gave everybody a lift um and it was nice to see that during that period that we, we played some good football as well uh Liversidge was particularly disappointing but again um you know don't want to fill everybody's head full of excuses but they're also a team that's got some additional resources off the pitch and they've put a really good side together and they're they're running away with the, the league that they're in so Whilst frustrating, again, sort of understand helps us understand the, the position that we're at. And do you know what? It doesn't actually get any easier because you know last night we played Buxton, who were top of our league. Saturday we go to Bamber Bridge, who are second in the league, and then we go to Warrington, that are in the playoffs. <laughs> and then we've got a big game, massive game against uh, Morpeth at home on uh, on Boxing Day, or well, the twenty seventh as it is this year. And and then of course we've got to go to South Shields, so they don't get any easier. 
Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a busy, um, a busy and tough Christmas period. Um, I mean, the FA Cup and the FA Trophy this year have been a bit of a disappointment for for the club, and and it, that that's an offer that offers you an opportunity to get a bit of extra cash into the club and and sort of be able yeah. to to help the budget in in that way. Were you disappointed not to have had a, a longer run in either trophy? Oh, of course. Um, I think uh, you're right. It, it is an opportunity to to, to earn some extra money. Um, Really, really frustrating that again, not for the first time, we've dipped out of both competitions at the first hurdle. Um, I suppose the, the only good news that's in around that is the fact that when we set our budgets for the year, we we anticipate being knocked out in the first round of everything. So we 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 we, we don't actually put the club at risk by not progressing. We just don't add any additional benefit. Right. Okay. That's that's quite that's good to hear, isn't it? That that you've you kind of prepare for 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 that to happen, and you know, say we do go on a long run like we did a couple of years ago, then there's that extra bit of money that that you maybe didn't expect. Yeah, absolutely. The the, the only money that we had in our budget for for cup success was the uh, the losers' check for getting knocked out at the first hurdle. So so yeah, it's, it, it is frustrating, and um, you know, talking to um, the chairman of Buxton last night. And the amount of money that they've earned from their FA Cup run, yeah, it was out of the ordinary. Yes, they got through to the the second round of the competition, but do you know what? That's that's put a lot of money into their account. So that you know, they it's uh, I guess it's paid back his faith in, in the players, and um, and it just shows you know that their their top centre forwards out injured is going to be out injured for a while, so he's on contract. So what they yeah you know, they've got the ability and what they're doing is they they will have a new centre forward by the time they play on Saturday, so you know they, so, some some clubs are able to just go out and get another player because they can afford to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Well, the last um, home game before Christmas, as a lot of people will know, was sadly postponed. Um, just yeah. sort of from your perspective, Trevor, how many factors go into decisions that are made when you're looking to sort of whether you're going to play games or not? Because no one, I guess, the fans don't really know just what yeah. you're sort of considered. Well, well, first first of all, it's not our decision. Uh, we, we, we never ask for a game to be called off. Um, the situation with that particular match was we were, we were contacted by, uh, by Grantham very early on Saturday morning to say that their coach company were struggling to... Uh, be convinced that they could get the coach to Scarborough and back again, um, because of the the uh, at that point in time, the main routes north on the A1 and M1 were were closed. Um, so that so that was that was a problem. Uh, we, as a precaution, we'd asked the local referee to make a pitch inspection. Um, when we went to the ground, uh, we discovered that. Um, our, our new our new club shop uh, the roof had blown off and was there was metal flapping about in the wind uh, and because of its proximity to the pitch it was deemed as as dangerous so so the referee wouldn't wasn't happy for the game to go ahead if the wind continued with that structural damage so close to the pitch um, but in the end that didn't come into play because um, the, the league decided. Uh, to uphold uh, Grantham's request to not play the game because uh, because of travel problems and 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 it was we weren't the only game to be called off that day so it was it was massively frustrating you know like you say last home match before Christmas no home games before Christmas in December 
Um, and, and that's our opportunity on, on a normal year to sell sell merchandise, people buy Christmas presents and calendars and all that sort of thing, um, and just just earn that bit of revenue and run up to Christmas. And uh, of course, it's our, we you know, we have a Christmas draw every year, and it's our peak selling time for Christmas draw tickets. So if you haven't get well, got one, get one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That um, I was going to touch on that as well, as well as a couple yeah. of other. Um, a couple of other things that the club are, are getting up to. Um, I guess, yeah, for you as, you, as you mentioned there, just the frustration of not being able to say, you know, Merry Christmas to, to everyone, because I know that the volunteers had a drinks after the game as well. It, it, it's just a whole yeah. sort of Christmas time and everyone coming together. It had been a good chance to to get everyone there and to say thank you. Well, it was because, you know, we were, you know the, 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 we'd got the player, the players were going to join us and come and say thank you to all the volunteers as well. So, no, we can't make that happen. But we have rearranged um, a thank you event for our volunteers before Christmas. So, uh, so yeah, so we were, yeah, we'll be doing, we'll be doing that. Yeah, and um, just before we we sort of move on and, and look at the whole year, last I think it was last week we were on the road at Redker, um, uh, a battling performance by the uh, by the the lower league side, but you know again progressing through and you know a good performance from from Scarborough. Yeah, Redcar are a great, a great little club. Um, they they've got ambitions to to move up through the leagues. Um, um, we played there a couple of years ago, and uh, it was nice to see the improvements that they'd made since uh, their chairman was uh, delighted to show me what what they were doing off the pitch with regards to uh, improving the improving the ground and the facilities. Um, and, and, and apart from being a friendly club, they. They've got a good side. They're playing well. They're doing well in really well in their league, um, and it was an opportunity for us to uh, to play some some fringe players. Um, uh, young Ben, the uh, our under 19s goalkeeper, came and 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 did did a good job. It was his first team debut, so so fair fair play to him. Uh, players like uh, Nick Hutton and um, Theo Hudson uh, were. Able to get a bit of game time along with Brad Plant, so so some players that were uh, not getting regular first team football were actually actually on the pitch, and and it was pleasing to see that some of those played exceptionally well. Oh yeah, so so we played a team a few leagues below us, but you can only play what you're up against, and uh, some of the performances were were excellent, and it was a well a well deserved win in the end. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, for those fans who didn't go, there was some real just looking at the, t- the club they have a guy who stands behind the goal and when there's a goal he walks around and he flips the scoreboard over to to yeah. kick it over it's, it's got a real good feel about about the club and there's a real community feel isn't there about Redka? yeah it is they've got um, a massive number of, uh, of junior teams ladies teams um so and they've got quite a lot of pitches surrounding their main pitch so the the infrastructure is very very good um, and I'm particularly impressed with their, their clubhouse facility because basically just a load of porter cabins bolted together. But you know it worked really, really well, um, and they they really really went out of the way to uh, to look after us. Definitely. Well, um, before we go on to talk about all the you know the community work that we've been doing this year, Trevor, um, throwing you back quite a few months, it'll be what twelve months now, back to the start of the year. Um, we were still in restrictions. No one really knew what was going to happen. What did you expect 2021 was going to be like? Um, 
And I'm not sure I expected anything because I had no confidence in, uh, in, in what was going to happen with the pandemic at that time. Uh, but what I did know at that time was that we'd got, we'd got a good manager. We've got Darren Kelly in place. He was busy putting plans in so that we, we could start the season uh, when we got the go-ahead. Um, and, of course, at that time, we were extremely worried about our finances as well. So, um, yeah, so there was a lot of stuff to worry about, but a lot, of, lot, a lot to look forward to. And uh, certainly on the pitch, we were looking forward to having a, having a really, good, really good season. Yeah, and um, and as we know now, now that I've said as things progressed on, um, how early were you in that in the year, sort of starting to put plans in place for this season? Was it sort of as you saw, as you started to get wind that we would start to have a season back to normality? Well, yeah. Well, um, obviously, any any manager is is always talking to players, and of course, because of the situation with COVID. Um, there was an opportunity for Darren to, to sort of start lining up a few players and this sort of thing. Um, uh, and we were going through all, all those motions. Um, we were we were concerned about would we be allowed to have full crowds in and that sort of thing. So uh, would there be any restrictions? So that was made it very, very difficult to put a budget together until we, until we knew how many people were going to have, be allowed in the stadium because, of course, on restricted crowds, given our limited income streams, um, we, we we couldn't have splashed a lot on the playing budget, so we had to, we had to be very very careful at that stage. And I guess for yourself and a lot of others, they probably couldn't have dreamed that twelve months later we've got full crowds in and and everything's in a really good financial position. Yeah, no, I think uh, the fact that we get we're getting full crowds, we're probably not getting as many through the gate as as we would like at the moment, but uh, that's due to factors that you know so some of it will be because we're not winning in every game and I, I get that um other teams uh, are also struggling for crowds um it was interesting last night at Buxton um, they were disappointed because they, they had three and a half thousand there on Saturday uh, they put a special offer on of um if you came on Saturday you can come in for two quid and uh, and season ticket holders were going to get either a free pie or a pint. So, and they only had four hundred and forty-seven there. So, all all clubs are struggling to get um, get crowds. Um, and there are a lot of people that are still worried about going into crowded spaces. So we have to we have to factor that in as well. Yeah, um, I mean, if you were to sort of sum up this whole year in in a couple of words, what 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 sort of comes to mind? Because it's been a real it's been a topsy-turvy year. We've gone from no fans to fans. We're looking now being at hopefully back to some sort of normality. We've lost a manager. You've brought in a new manager. There's a new look around the club. Um, I mean, what would you sort of, how would you sum that up? Um, well, every single part of our operation has had massive highs and massive lows. So so to, to describe the year as a roller coaster would be a, probably a fair assessment. So if, if we think about the whole, Whole COVID things, we, we couldn't we couldn't have fans. Then we could have a few fans. Then we could have a lot of fans. Um, so 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 that, that, that's very very much up and down. Um, certainly certainly our financial position at the start of the year was concerning. Um, that gradually got better through the year. So and it got we, we I guess we sort of peaked with our financial thought process um, uh, just prior to the new season when we were able to 
tell season ticket holders, well, we're not going to come and ask you for some more money. You know, your, your season ticket carries over. And we did the same with all our sponsors, which we which was big, you know, because, you know, as a community football club, we've, we've got to help our businesses in the town. We want to help those that, that help us. So that's been up and down on, on the pitch. Um, I, I suppose it was a, it was such a shock that Darren was leaving. So, when he when he rang me to say that he was uh, going down to Newport, that that threw us threw us into a turmoil. Um, it was a, a really really difficult time, and I've spoken about this before that we 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 got a bit of a squad together. Um, so the new manager had so many players that did he want didn't he want I don't know, but uh, so that was going to be difficult. We had a bit of a high when uh, we we managed to attract uh, Jono to come and come and be our manager uh, because he, all the people that we interviewed, he was the one that stood out as the one we could work with best. And um, and of course, then the, the the season starts and we had that superb run at the start of the season where we nobody could score a goal against us, and then everybody could score a goal against us, and results results have been up and down. So. So yeah, it's been it's been a real, real roller coaster of a year. Yeah, um, exactly. And a lot of fans um, don't know about the work that the club's doing in the community. Um, now we'll come on and chat about that in just a couple of minutes. I just wanted to quickly. Um, let everyone know and the listeners know that if you are looking for a present for that Borough fan in your life, you can sponsor a player for the rest of the season um, for just £75. That includes a gift certificate and a signed shirt at the end of the season. Um, so if that interests you at all, then contact rhiannon.hunt at scarathletic.com for availability details. So um, you can have a look at that if that's something that interests you. Um, now, 2021 off the pitch has also been a huge year for the club in terms of the work that that, that you've all done in the community. How how nice has that been for you, Trevor, to see the club so involved in the local community? Uh, oh, massive. Um, I, I think it, um, when we came back to the town in 2017 and we saw the number of people that wanted to be associated with our football club and, and, and come to games, etc., uh, we saw an opportunity to do some good in the town as well and, and, and make us that proper community club that we'd, we'd always hoped to be. Um, some great examples of uh, work that's been done, you know, around, uh, we've done a lot of work with men's mental health. We've worked with Andy's Man Club, we've set up, set up football sessions, that sort of thing. We've started the walking football to get people more active after the pandemic. Um, I was privileged to attend the uh, annual toy service at the Salvation Army on Sunday. And, um, you know, for the, for the fourth fourth or fifth year running, we've been collecting toys uh, for children that otherwise wouldn't get much at Christmas. Um, and our fans, as ever, just come up trumps. And, uh, you know, there's ourselves, there's local Rotary Club, there's businesses all over the town. And the joint, joint effort culminated in a collection of over 20,000 toys. So that, that's just massive to be part of something like that. We've been having our uh, weekly collections uh, at the ground um, for the food banks at the uh, Rainbow Centre and Westway Open Arms. Um, yeah, we're just we're just out there. Steve Machin and he's, he's he's got a really good team of of uh, people to help him uh, with his community work. Um, with, with, one of the key things, and it was something that we talked about a couple of years ago, but it's taken a while to come on board. Is is uh, is creating a buddy scheme, and that's about people that are 
feel uncomfortable for whatever reason um, coming to a football match on their own and they've got anyone to go with, we will help make that happen and make them feel comfortable. So that that's proven proven successful as well. So there's lots of people doing lots of stuff behind the scenes and they don't they don't get noticed, they don't get recognised, um, but it all adds to quite a feel good factor about about the, the, the way the club's going at the moment. Yeah, well, if anyone listening hasn't been on the brand new um, website, go and check that out. And if you click on the menu at the top corner and click on the community section, you can read all about what Scarborough are doing, the walking football, the disabled football, women's football. Um, and also, if you scroll down and look at the football buddy scheme, which Trevor was mentioning there, there's a picture um, of all of them against against Warrington. And that is a very heartwarming picture to see everyone smiling. Um, but as you mentioned there, People like Steve and, and other volunteers at the club, it, they are the heartbeat and they make sure that these schemes can, can work. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's one, of the, one of the things that's uh, quite hard about running a volunteer-run organisation is that anything that you decide to do or you want to do, you have to find a volunteer to do it. And we've been very fortunate with people coming forward, forward to help us and we still get people coming forward to help us you know, and if and if anybody out there feels that they want to help in any way, please please get in touch because uh, the more the merrier. Um, you know, it, it's a great feeling for anyone when they become part of part of what we're doing. Yeah, and the you know the, the disabled football has its own section as well, um, so you, people can get involved in there. But just seeing you know youngsters. Um, playing with the Scarborough kit on and, you know, all down at the ground. Yeah. It must just give you a real feel-good, a, a real buzz about, about the work that everyone does. <clears throat> well, well, it does because we've got, we've got massive junior teams and uh, my little grandson started playing for the under-sevens now, so uh, I'm getting to see him a few times, which is great. Um, but it's not just the playing, it's actually seeing people walking around Scarborough with a kit on. You know, people preferring to walk around Scarborough with a Scarborough athletic shirt on rather than a Man United or a Leeds United shirt. That, that, that's massive. Because we we haven't we didn't have that for a lot of years, so the fact that we've got that now that's a a, a real positive. Yeah. So um, again, on the website, just just sort of having a look through um, the the strategy that the club has put in place um, to, as it says there, paint the town red to galvanise the town. So the website yeah. has been rebranded, uh, new social media initiatives as well, uh, increasing in the popular merchandise ranges. Um, the club is really on. A good level at the moment. Do you feel like you've you've ticked off a lot of the things that you wanted to do this year? Um, yeah. Um, when we when we came up with the strategy, which was the sort of brainchild of one of our new, newer directors, Tim Rowe, um, I was concerned that we'd bitten off more than we could chew. But we've we've sort of ripped into it, and <clears throat> excuse me, and um, we've made more progress than than I'd hoped for. To be honest, that's a massive, a massive, massive plus. Um, yeah, you, know, you mentioned the website there. That's something that's been on our mind for for quite a while now, and with some help from from Richard Askew and Steve Smith, we've we've actually got that done in in, in good time. So, so yeah, the, the, the strategy is great, and it's all it's all designed to underpin our club ethos around playing football at the highest level possible within that prudent financial framework that doesn't put the club at risk because we, we have to be risk averse. So, um, you know, we can't. Um, risk all and we, well if we did the conversation we had earlier about the FA Cup we, we can't 
<coughs> increase the playing budget on the back of a good cup run because we don't know if we're going to have a cup run. So we, we've got to be prudent around the way we spend the money because the decisions we make, it's not our money to spend. It's it's our supporters' money. It's our owners' money. Um, you know, we, we're, we're just, the, as the board of directors, we're just the custodians of the club at this current time. Yeah, um, 100%. And of course, um, if there's any Borough fans that are wanting any merchandise and can't get down to uh, the Flaming Garden Stadium to purchase any, then they can go to uh, One Stop on Huntress Row. It's open 7am till 10pm. Um, and you can there you can get all your merchandise. That must be nice for you, Trevor, to also have another area in the football club. I know we used to have the Borough Shop, but this yeah. must be nice now to sort of be in, ta- in the town centre where people it, can come in yeah, and they, buy kit. Yeah, yeah they... The, the turnover of that sort of concession in uh, in one stop has been better than expected. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, uh, Danny Wilson, who uh, the one stop owner, he, he was really good to us by letting us have that bit of space. And do you know what? They, they sell it all for us. We don't have to man it. They we just stock it up and they sell it. So that, that's brilliant uh, because we've had the problems with the the roof on the shop, which is pretty much fixed now because we've got a direct, you know, got director Paul Exley that's great with the tool bag. So yeah. he's, he's, he's been absolutely magnificent at sorting that out. Uh, but in the short term, we, 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 we rescued all the stock uh, and took that down to one stop. So, so it's, uh, there's more stock in there than ever at the moment. So yeah, if, if anybody wants anything, that's the place to be. Uh, we, we, had a, we had a fun time down there on Saturday because we had a special Santa Claus down there. We had Santa Jimmy down there on Saturday, <laughs> so so uh, Jim, Jimmy and uh, and Ryan Block went down um, to to help on Saturday, which which was great. You know, so that's, that just shows that we're all in it together. That's again. I was just going to touch on that. It's nice to have the first team squ- parts of the first team squad, especially Jimmy coming from Jimmy and Ryan coming from the ages that that people sometimes might go in to buy stuff for. To be able to meet yeah. them and get stuff signed, it's, yeah, it's yeah. also nice for them. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it, it's, it's massive. And, um, you know, uh, anyone that hasn't got into, in, gone into one stop in Huntress Row lately, there's a massive TV screen in the entrance lobby. You can, you can watch highlights of recent games on there. So that's quite good fun as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, well, we touched on um, a little bit earlier about the Christmas draw. Um, now, tickets are still available online, I think, or at the Borough Shop. Yeah. Um, the first prize, £300 cash. Second prize is a signed home third shirt. Third prize is £50 SAFC club shop voucher, um, plus many more great prizes. So if you want to get your ticket, um, then get online um, or, of course, at the Borough Shop. Uh, the draw is to be held on the 27th of December, which is our, in inverted commas, Boxing Day game, which yeah. isn't actually Boxing Day. Um, that'll yeah. be done at 5pm by um, Paddy from This Is The Coast. So um, you've still got time to get... Um, tickets there um, and prizes that have been donated from from businesses around um, around Scarborough. Now, Trevor, the last the last week or so, we we the fans got some a little bit you know shock shock. Some of them were a bit shocked to hear the news of Nathan Cartman departing um, the football club. Someone that the fans have wanted to come for so long. What was your immediate reaction to him leaving the club? Um, well, initial reaction was was disappointment because. Um, I'd sort of coveted having Nathan at our club for a number of years now. Um, back in even going back into when Steve Kittery was manager, we looked at the possibility of trying to get Nathan Carmen here. Um, but once once we'd spoken to him and we understood his his situation, he was finding it very difficult to balance his home life, his football life, his work life. 
um, and factoring all the travelling that he has to do to Scarborough, etc. So um, he was struggling with that, and he's had his problems over the last year or so. So we felt it was the right thing to do for him as a as a person to allow him to to move on with his career. Yeah, well, um, just to, if anyone hasn't seen, I'll just quickly read the statement that he put on social media. It was, today I leave Scarborough Athletic Football Club after an unbelievable 18 months, a club who was stuck by me in some of the darkest days of my life, a change of shifts at work and travelling to York and Scarborough from Halifax. Uh, Just a couple of reasons for this decision. um, I've come to the the stage in my career when I'm looking to go into the coaching slash management side of it and I've been given this opportunity close to home. Uh, The opportunity given to me um, at the coaching at the level that I want is something that I can't turn down is a chance which may not come around again for me. If I wasn't for this opportunity, I wouldn't have considered leaving. I've had numerous offers in the summer to move from Borough for a considerable amount of money. I knew this was only the place where I wanted to play my football and trust the fans I always knew uh, that I gave 110% for the team. I'd like to thank the chairman, Trevor Bull, at uh, the board for bringing me to this massive club. I'd also like to thank the fans, the fans who've been unbelievable to me. I wish John and the backroom staff and the players the best of luck for the rest of the season and beyond love carts. Um, yeah, so he's, he's obviously mentioned there that he's, he's, he's had to move on for work commitments and I guess we just, we send him off with our best wishes. Yeah, we do, absolutely. Um, he, he, he hasn't done anything to harm this football club. He's only enhanced it. So, so we, we, we wish him well. We'll see him in the future. Um, and you know what? It's, it's nice in football when you part company with with a player that you leave on good terms, and, and we have done. So, uh, so no, uh, good good luck to Carts and wish him well for the future. Does that now give Jono an opportunity to to maybe look to bring someone else in, or will he just sort of uh, see what's available yeah. and then maybe make a, a decision? Yeah, yeah. No, he Jono uh, Jono knows that. Um, We've got the finances to bring to bring another player in. That's not, not a particular problem. I think uh, if we look at uh, his recent signing in Luca Colville, um, he, he's, he, he looks very promising. Um, I think he's played seven games and scored five goals, so that's not not a bad return for someone new new into a team. Uh, we've got the news this week after Michael Coulson had his operation. Uh, last Monday, um, that uh, the surgeon found that it, it wasn't as bad as first thought, so he'll be back playing sooner than we we worried about. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so so Jono can go and uh, go out and hopefully find uh, find us uh, find us a, a new a new forward. That that's the plan at the moment. And the number nine that we brought in a couple of weeks ago, Jake Day, he was he's been on the score sheet recently. Um, it yeah. just—it's always felt like he's always—he's always been there. He's come close, but to finally yeah. get that goal, you, you, there's good things to come yeah. from him. Hopefully, yeah, he, he had a—he had a, a really frustrated first few games, uh, and I really felt for him because nobody on the pitch was working any harder than he was. He had shots whistling past the post. He had headers. Um, one thing he was doing was uh, mixing it up in the middle of the field, and is that big presence so the high balls he was winning them and flicking them on, and so yeah, no, he's he's going to be a big big asset for us um, because he, we all know as the season gets towards its climax, it always gets tougher and more more physical. So, uh, so yeah, he's, he's just the sort of guy you want in your corner. Yeah. Um, now, obviously. 2021 will be over in a couple of weeks, Trevor. Um, we'll be starting a new a new year, 2022. Um, what are you what are you sort of hoping for for 2022? Are you just hoping that the club continues to grow with, on the pitch and off the pitch? Well, yeah. First, first and foremost, that's exactly what we want is to is to the club to grow in, grow in both areas. 
Um, I think I think off off the pitch, um, we've we've recently received some some credit for what we've achieved as a business. Uh, we, we were shortlisted uh, for the uh, leisure and lifestyle sector in the Scarborough Business Awards. Uh, we, we we didn't win the award, but it's a real credit to the. To, to the club for the first time to be nominated in the business category, we've never had that before. So that 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 shows that people outside the club are starting to see some of the good stuff that we're doing. Um, I think the one of the th- one of the things that we we hope for is we we need people to think about if they can if they can if they can stand for our board of directors because we had our AGM recently. And after the AGM, we've got less directors than, than we've ever had. So, you know, we're down to down to seven board members. Um, and our constitution states that we have to have a minimum of six for the club to operate. So um, it's, uh, it's it's getting very close to, 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 to critical that we, uh, we we find some 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 new blood. Um, so we'll have to see, see where that, that takes us. Um, it, it's a difficult one because... People uh, have all got busy lives, and people, you know, mm. I don't know. I, I think I think some people might be frightened of taking a step to give it a go, and, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll just hopefully some people come forward before the, before the next AGM. And I would urge anybody out there that has any, any sort of ambitions about uh, running a football club um, to, uh, to 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 seriously consider if they want to have a. A, a, a conversation with me, you know, fine. Talk to anyone in confidence, but uh, um, certainly, you know, I've, I've been doing this for five years now, and it's quite tiring. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we need the, we need. Eventually, we're going to need some younger blood to to to, to move it forward. So, so yeah, so we'll. Uh, that's that's something I'm hoping for for next year. Um, as far as on the pitch, uh, we're already starting talking with to talk with John about what. You know, this season we're, we're, we are where we are. What are we going to do differently next season? Well, you know, what's the plan? So, because of Darren's departure last pre-season, if you like, um, we we didn't really have the opportunity with Jono to plan properly for this season, and and we paid the price for that. So, um, so yeah, so we're starting to plan what what does next season look like? You know, what are the the players that we want. Uh, what are the the structures that we want? So, so yeah, that that's a key thing. Um, so every every before every season, we we look back at the lessons we've learned in all the previous ones and, and try and do better. So that that's that's where we want to be next year. And I think uh, it's a tough league this year. This season is uh, we've never had so many clubs with. Um, large playing budgets in the Northern Premier League at, at the same time. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I understand a fair play to them. If, if they have and they spend it and they get promoted, that's great. Because it's not that many years ago when we were back in the North, North Counties East League, that's exactly what we were doing. Uh, we, had the, we, had, we had the biggest fan base by miles in the league. And we we use that to get the better players to get us to to get us promoted. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a really interesting situation because there's some sort of if you think of ourselves, F, FC United, of course, started as a fan zone club just a couple of years before we did, and they helped us a lot when we first started. 
yes, they, they, they've had a brief flirtation with the National League North and, and come straight back down again. Um, but do you know what? You know, we're, we're, we're roughly the same place as them in the league. Um, they've got a big fan base. Um, but we've got the, the massive difference between them and us is, is they've got a multi-million pound debt and we don't owe anyone a penny. So, uh, you know, there's, there's different ways of of doing this sort of thing. We think we think we're doing it the right way. That um, we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, and as you mentioned there about um, directors and and you know if you want to get on as a member of the board as well, just uh, just email the club. That's at that's info at scarborathletic dot um, to register in interest or. I guess would you say, Trevor, just to approach a member of the board and and chat to yeah. them about it at a game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're all we're all we're all at games. Just 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 come and have a chat. You know, it's uh, there's no. Uh, it, it, if you wanted to do it privately, then just send me an email or, or whatever. But uh, but it would great. It'd be great to have some more people uh, involved in helping us. That would be great. Well, um, just finally, Trevor, before we uh, before we depart um, and obviously send a, a Christmas message to all the fans, December um, fixtures that are coming up, of course, Bamber Bridge on Saturday, that's Saturday the 11th. So by the time this yeah. goes out, um, the game will probably be over. But Warrington as well, if you want to go uh, to Cantilever Park, then uh, I think the Valley Bar Sea Dogs have got a bus going to there. So if you want to go, um, just get in touch with them and book your place. And then it's back at home for the uh, Boxing Day game, the 27th the December this year um, so you know tough games coming up Trevor but you know you'll you still be hopeful that the squad can can pick up some points Oh yeah absolutely we've, we've got the players we, we could do with a bit more look around the, the injury front we always seem to have players injured um, I, I'm looking forward to the new year when we've got um, Michael Coulson back and I'd like I'm looking forward to seeing him playing along Luca Colville you know, them playing together, I think, will be uh, be real, real positive for us. And we'll just have to see what uh, what are the players that uh, we can bring in between now and the new year. Yeah, um, and just finally, Trevor, if any of the fans are listening, um, you won't get a chance to to speak to them all probably before Christmas. Have you got a, a message to them ahead of the ahead of you know Christmas and before the game against Morpeth? Well, just just uh, well, thank thank you for your support uh, for. This year, um, it's it's immense. Um, the the way the club came together to get us through the pandemic and help us with all the financial issues that that was incredible. Um, and just wish all our volunteers, sponsors, supporters, staff, players, wish everybody a, a very merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. And we'll see you all on the twenty seventh.